Hello there, you wonderful listeners. His name is Aaron, and he is standing right behind you. Don't turn around. His name's Tommy, and he thinks olives are vegetables. And this is the Super Pod Saga. Yay! This is episode 20, right? Yes, it is episode 20. Yes, episode 20 of the Super Pod Saga. If this is your first time, this is the podcast where Aaron and I discuss every single video game topic known to man, one at a time. Yep, that's right. Today's going to be a good one. I've got a lot to say about that. I've been kind of kind of pent up since we stopped recording, but <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> but where where can people find our social medias if they want to follow us and interact with us personally? Pretty, it, pretty much all of our social media accounts have a link tree in the bio. And, um, and yeah, just Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. We're always, we're always plopping out a few things here and there on TikTok, but YouTube as well, too. TikTok really doesn't like the things that I post. Yeah, it, it seems like it only really likes one thing that I post every now and again. All the other ones just kind of like just get stuck in the, in the ether. The TikTok ether. Um, but yeah, we, we actually, Twitter has been really popping off for us lately, as the kids say. And so we thought it would be fun to read back some of the, our favorite comments of questions we read. So you, you start first, Aaron, cause I know, I know our people tickle you. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite ones. I've, uh, I, I made sure to screenshot it cause it's just, it's, it's, it's good. And let me find, well, the original tweet was the one where I asked, if you were a super villain, what would your what would your or no, if you're an anime villain, what would your power be? But you know, lame answers only, like dumb answers only. At Man Bites Dog Pod, the the Man Bites Dog Podcast, they're they're pretty awesome. He says I would be able to magically turn any confrontation into a cooking competition show, complete with us, complete with studio audience, and force my nemeses to face me in a clearly rigged culinary battle. That's that is, that is quite the superpower. <laughs> that's some jojo shit for sure <laughs> i oh my uh, gosh i i liked when we asked well you specifically asked which console would you rather use as a weapon and we got uh 140 votes which is quite a lot for for how much <laughs> things we usually get the the top reply was gamecube and the second was the first gen ps3 and i just loved the back and forth of people <laughs> like uh <laughs> Jay West said, I see why a lot of people would pick the GameCube, but the first gen PS3 was a goddamn unit. You hit someone in the head with that, it's lights out. Oh, man, one of my favorites on there. Let me find it really quick. Oh, there was one about the GameCube in all of its corners, but and I just had yeah, it up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, too. But another good one was, uh, was from Kelly Knowles. She says, GameCube has a handle and a higher corner to surface area ratio. And so... I, I responded, tape it to a hockey stick and go fucking medieval on some dudes. Because that, that's basically just, the GameCube would be like a maze, basically a little morning star. I think it would fucking hurt all those corners. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of the corners for the GameCube, which is an absolutely fantastic point. But people were like really getting into the answers. Uh, Pixel Project Radio said, the quick answer is PS3. They were so fat. They called them fat boy PS3s, but don't sleep on the palm ability of a GameCube. You can grab one of those su suckers and chuck them with great force, and they have a handle for swinging, plus eight sharp corners, kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. <laughs> oh, man, another one of my my favorite responses, uh, again, from the, if you were an anime supervillain, describe to me what your powers would be, dumb answers only. Oh, my gosh, this one was was so good. So, so Doan, uh, or Doan, sorry, Doan2300, awesome boss music springs up magically around me. I'm not particularly useful in battle, but the other level bosses love the music, so they protect me, which Ooh, yes. is a great, just, just magical boss fight villain music, which <laughs> that'd be super sweet. I, man, I would love if music actually played around me when I went places and like it changed to actually affect what was happening. But, <laughs> so you but go then, to the supermarket. Sorry, yeah, go, go on. I was going to say, if you go to like the supermarket, as soon as the door opens, it's what is, there, there's this band, Body Count, and their singer is, is Ice-T. I, I feel like I've talked about this before, but they have this one song where it just says, Body Count's in the house, and that's like the only lyric to the song. So as soon as you walk into the grocery store, it's just like, Body Count's in the house, Body Count. 
I don't think you've ever talked about that on the show or I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool having music play until like you go down into a, a basement and then it's like horror music starts playing. Oh, <laughs> I feel like we got we got to talk about the whole Hawkeye thing too. We really kind of blew Hawkeye out of proportion yeah, with that was, one. Yeah, that was just us though. Like we can we uh, I'll, let me find that tweet real quick because I I just want to read. I I I took way longer to write that than anyone should have. So, backstory, I've been playing an unreasonable amount of Marvel Snap, and I got a Hawkeye card where, I'm going to describe this to you, which is great for podcast. He's, like, falling backwards at an angle, shooting his bow, or shooting an arrow out of his bow, and then the background is no fewer than four fighter jets flying at the same angle as his arm is pointed out. And it's just so, so unnecessary. So I made a post that said, a swarm of jets fly towards an enemy. Dozens of missiles detach and fly out from under their wings. Hawkeye appears and releases a single arrow. Missiles explode on contact, crippling the enemy forces. The arrow plinks off the side of one jet. Hawkeye, the greatest Avenger. Truly the greatest. <laughs> and it's just, I think we talked about him in our little chat too, where he just, just jumps out of a jet, plinks an arrow off of Maybe like one or two little enemy airplanes, and then just 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 falls to the sky <laughs> or falls comical to the earth. Flat sound, <laughs> and then his thumbs up. <laughs> Please do not stop interacting with us on Twitter because we have stupid thoughts, and we love when people interact with those. Because that anime power is one of the the console weapon ones. Were both ones that I shout out at like three in the morning after having no sleep, and they were just not even the chef's kiss, but like a French kiss to the chef. Oh man! A French kiss to the chef. <laughs> Make out with the chef for me. Um, yeah, I uh, get a, get in on the Twitter action while you can, because who knows how long it's gonna be around. But we got video games to talk about. That's what the show is about. Is about video games. Yep. And I got to pick the topic for this week, and the topic I picked is underrepresented genres, and I. I just feel like you and I each have genres that we like that don't get a lot of love in, like, the mainstream people talking about him on social media or whatever. Or, like, there's, there's like, a little cult following of specific genres that you and I like. And I want to talk oh, about yeah. those genres and the, the good games in them and why we think that they're underrepresented or under underappreciated. Maybe that's the better word. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Listeners, does that make sense? Okay, okay, good, good. <laughs> That's what we Email. need to make this. We need to make this more like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> so, since since this is my topic, I'll be going first. That's part of the rules. And one genre of games that I absolutely love that really does not get enough respect is walking simulators. Oh, yeah, they really don't. I adore walking simulators. Um I when I play games I kind of feel like the thing that I appreciate most is story in a game over mechanics like I like I'm not like oh I hate mechanics I don't like doing things but it's just a good story to me is that's that's what I love about video games and walking simulators are like story just distilled because all you do is walk and experience story in it and there are so many games that do that so well um the first one i wanted to mention was gone home do you remember gone home i think so yeah that, that's an older one isn't it yeah it's it's coming up on like 10 years old now maybe even more let me let me actually see the exact date that i google it should just say 2013 yep it was when it came oh, out oh okay yes i do know this one okay this uh gone home was a game that was pretty what's what's the word divisive on release i remember there was a huge discussion about if it could even be considered a video game at the time that was like a big thing that was going on because like that was uh in my mind that was like the first big walking simulator like ign i think gave it a 10 out of 10 and another place gave it their game of the year um but it's it's a game where you're a college student coming home from college in the 90s and you get home and everyone's gone no one's home and you have to figure out where everyone is and why and it tells a story of this family and specifically your sister that's missing. And it just does such a good job of of 
just revealing things slowly and letting you walk through the house and figure things out and just i don't know it, it's just it's like a it feels like an actual home in the 90s and when do you get to experience that um do you think walking simulators are games aaron I mean, yeah, they're they're definitely a game for 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 some people. I uh, I think the only one I've ever actually tried to play was was Amnesia, and I didn't mm. didn't didn't care for it Mm-mm. particularly. But I, I'm sure there are some people such as yourself that that do like those. Too spooky, too scary. That's if it's got running that's away true. from things. That's too much. Um, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I I forgot about that. Sorry, I don't I don't know how I forgot about oh, that. Oh, that's too yeah. much for me. I'm just saying it's oh. it's a. Uh, it's still fine. Um, but speaking of like horror games, uh, Layers of Fear, the first one, is a horror walking simulator. There's, there's really no way you can die in it. Like there's nothing chasing you or attacking you or like there's no combat. It's just you, walking through the, insane mind of a of a artist. And I again think it just does really well. Like just being tied down to the bounds of only being able to move your character and lightly interact with things while still making it scary and making it spooky and, and getting your, your adrenaline up, I think is, is something that uh, is tough to do. And I know Bloober Team has released a lot of games since then, and I feel like because of those games, people don't look back on Layers of Fear as fondly. But when it came out, I'm like it was, it was really well regarded, and, and it's a shame that people don't think it's as good anymore because of their later games. Um, and the last one I wanted to mention was What Remains of Edith Finch, another really good walking simulator where it's a, it's another person coming to, to see their family and what happened to them because they all died and trying to find out what the curse is. And, and that one really does a bit more than just walking because it's got like these little diorama sections where it's different mechanics that you get to do and see how your family members died. And another really good story. And it just makes me sad that people are I, I still remember the arguments against it not being a game where like there's no fail state it's not a video game unless there's a fail state and i'm like why are you being so specific it's a you control it with a keyboard and mouse or a controller and you interact with things move around it's uh, there's more to video games than just win lose that's true i feel like and I, and this, and I was gonna i've been saving this, this little point for so long but yeah i feel like with over the years, games have, have really, really evolved, mm-hmm. and then with with those games evolving, play like people's people's expectations of games have also evolved. Like, because back in the day when things were super simple, it was all two D. It was like a fighting game or a platformer stuff like that. A lot of the a lot of what people expect out of a big AAA game is for it to be this big, grand adventure or like this bombastic ass shooter or something like that. And I feel like a lot of the uh, a lot of people probably think of walking simulators and stuff like that as kind of dated or, or archaic in a, in a way because you don't do anything, but it's, but yeah. it's, it's all about the, the atmosphere, the, the world that you're exploring, the stories that you can tell just with that. And it's, it's almost like reading a book in a way, except you're in the book and, and moving around and stuff. And I, I, I feel like walking simulators have kind of fallen off in the last while. We got those bangers earlier on in the early 2010s, but I, I love them. If, if you like, if there's a game and all I see is like the name of it and the genre walking simulator, I'm in instantly interested. <laughs> that does me for quite a few of my picks, but, but yeah, just because, just because a particular game genre doesn't appeal to you doesn't mean that it's, that it's bad or, or like archaic or anything like that. That's, that, that should always drives me nuts with a lot of the, it's like, it's like whenever you see those posts on like Facebook or Twitter about the next, like, games being added to like ps plus or games with gold and it's not what people are expecting and they should all like there there was one one month where one of the games with gold was um was it sphinx and the cursed mummy mm-hmm. and then there was like a two other games and people were like games with gold is trash it's trash now but like that game was actually really really good it's one of the best 3d platformers i've ever played it's awesome but yeah yeah i don't know what what's up with that the gatekeeping in the video game community is so weird to me i on some of the podcasts i listened to they talked about like twitter comments about uh people who are defending sony or microsoft and i i didn't ever go into twitter comments i was like are people actually doing that there's no way and if you go into the comments it's actual adults being like xbox sucks playstation is better they have better games and it's like why can't you just enjoy games without having to knock what other people enjoy it's so bizarre 
like imagine someone being like uh i'm trying to think of any author at all and i can't think of an author uh stephen king i he sucks man i can't believe you like stephen king <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the same one i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only author that exists <laughs> yes no arl stein too oh yeah arl stein way better than stephen king <laughs> <laughs> Just one last note on Gone Home. I actually found, I went to the game subreddit and found the official end of year discussion for Gone Home. And uh, people are talking about why there's a big disparity between the critic and user score. And some people didn't like that it was $20 for a $2 experience. And that's another thing oh. that gamers are really weird about is the money value of something this is the only media where people talk about the value of their money, which I understand for like a $70 game. Cause if it's like $70 in an hour experience, but like, again, if someone spent $20 and they're happy with it, then cool. If you're not, yeah. then I, I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just people get really defensive. It's... Hell yeah. Did you have any other, any no. other cool walking simulators you wanted, you wanted to, I think, I think that's it. I think I'm good. I got it. I, I vented it all out, so I'm, I'm good. Okay. The uh, the first one I had down is Shmups. <gasps> oh, buddy. Shmups definitely, they tend to get overshadowed by damn near everything yes. these days. Because, uh, oh my God, with everybody talking about God of War and uh, other new Apex Legends, I don't know what other new games Apex are. Apex Legends, 2022's <laughs> top hit. <laughs> yep apex um yeah the schmucks are just i don't know why more people aren't engrossed in these things because even like the older like arcade titles they're super duper fun like they're they're, challenge they're not the easiest games on the planet but they're super duper fun some of the favorite one or my favorite ones that i have would be um especially if you have a switch uh the strikers 1945 series is that that one deserves a kiss because it's just it's basically just different little bomber planes and shit like that that you can choose from. They all have their own different, like, shooting patterns and um, different, like, little little add-ons you get as you upgrade them and stuff. And and it's just super-duper cool because you have... When you use your bomb, it just it does this whole, like, screen-clearing fucking animation where, like, some big plane will come and just crash through everything or, like, it'll drop a bomb or something crazy. But it's so challenging and pulse-pounding the whole time. You're like, oh, my God, I gotta I got to get around this this spray of bullets somehow some way and then once you do it's like yeah i'm a, I'm a god at this game of the daigo umehara of fucking of, of vertical shmups <laughs> is is galaga a shoot 'em up yeah it could be considered one for sure that's my favorite shoot 'em up then probably the only one <laughs> yeah, played. there were a lot of really really good ones that have really a lot of really really good arcade ones from back in the day that got ported to, to switch and other modern consoles nowadays like like the aforementioned the strikers 1945 and Pretty much anything from from the company Psycho is really good, like mm -hmm. Gunbird or Dragon Blaze. But there's also a bunch that were on home consoles that were, I think, arcade ports. Like like on the Sega Genesis, there was there was like probably the two best in the Thunder Force series were Thunder Force three and four, and uh, and those ones were were what you call like horizontal shoot 'em ups. Uh, Thunder Force four was really really sweet because instead of just having Oh, how do I explain this? Instead of just being stuck to the one screen, uh, if you moved like further down or further up, the screen would shift, and there'd be different like terrain and shit in the background. Oh, I don't know how to explain that. Like a yeah. little big planet, how you could switch between planes. Basically, yeah, it was oh. that was super duper cool. Not to mention that the soundtracks are always sweet. I don't know what people what people aren't more interested in Trumps because they're just super duper fun. Like once you pick one up, it's just it's hard to not play it for for an hour or more. I don't know. As as a you, person as a person who doesn't play shoot 'em ups, they're just intimidating. Like like the people who enjoy shoot 'em ups are just a different breed of person cuz like where I see walking simulator, I'm like, "Oh hell yeah. You'll see this game is a bullet hell." And you're like, "Oh cool, sick." You can't you can't just hand someone a game and be like, "It's a bullet hell." And then be like, "What?" <laughs> and uh That's true. And just like the idea of hundreds of bullets flying at you and you dying from like one hit is it's just intimidating and can lead to at least for me it can lead to frustration very quickly. I That's, yeah. I don't have the patience, but I 
I, I like watching them. I'm like, wow, this looks super cool. I, I wish I could play this, but it's uh, they, they definitely have a lot of stuff going on, which is super cool. That's true. Yeah, that probably would be pretty overwhelming for, for a lot of people. Like, what would you even call consider like a beginner, like a an intro to shoot 'em ups? Who, um, Gradius maybe? I can't really think of any other ones that definitely not any Psycho ones because they're they get pretty full of bullets pretty quickly. Uh, I don't know, man. Are there Thunder any, Force Three? Are there any Bullet Heaven games? Yeah, I, I don't really know. Like, yeah, probably probably. Gradius isn't too bad. Yeah, shoot 'em ups. I I another genre for me. This is this is gonna be maybe sound weird, but let me explain. It, it's almost like the exact opposite of walking simulators. But I don't think we have enough of those Western studio expansive RPGs. And I'm I'm thinking like Fallout, Skyrim, Mass Effect, oh. Dragon Age, those kinds of things. And like your first instinct is like oh skyrim and fallout and mass effect some of the biggest games ever but like we don't actually get a lot of them like shoot 'em ups th those have been forever th there's been shoot 'em ups for decades and they're still making them they've got their little audience but like it takes a big studio to be able to make a big expansive world to explore and like I'm specifically separating it from JRPGs because those are super popular. Those are coming out all the time and they're like not, it's hard to explain. Like when I think of a JRPG, it's got like a, it's got menus and it's got a store, a really crazy story and lots of characters where like these Western style RPGs are like, we made this giant world for you to explore and like Skyrim specifically, it's like if you use your sword a bunch, you get better at using your sword. <laughs> like, I just, I just love getting thrown into a world and being able to explore it. And and they just don't like when when was the last one of those? When was the last big expansive RPG thing? I, I feel like there's got to be one that that was more recent than Dragon Age Inquisition because. Inquisition was like fucking. That was almost ten years ago now. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be one, Tommy. Holy, <laughs> uh, the out, outer worlds, outer wilds, whichever one it was. Yeah, outer worlds. Outer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I also enjoyed that one. I played it all the way through. Um, but yeah, we just don't have many of those anymore. And uh, even I, I started playing Mass Effect two again. And I think I'm actually in like yeah. the, the last quarter of the game, but just being like you're in a spaceship, you can go and, and explore and do all these missions and meet all these people. It's just great. And I think that's why I'm so excited for Starfield next year is just because it's been so long since we've had a game where like you're introduced to a new world where, where you don't know anything or the people or anything and you get to go and and make your own way in that world i think destiny 2 for me was maybe the last time that i was like introduced to well i guess destiny 1 introduced to a triple a, a AAA world like with where you can tell that they just put tons and tons and tons of money into it and you know that they've thought everything through from like beginning to end story parts characters and just getting to experience all that oh so good so good be cool if oh man how do i did you ever play elite dangerous i think, I think we've talked about it before but i forget i don't know uh, -uh. i don't even know what that is uh, it, it's basically like like no man's sky but more realistic kind of because in, in other in other space games when you travel through space it's just like like hey do you want to go here boom you're there but in elite dangerous you're trapped you have to actually make sure you have enough fuel in your ship to get to where you need to go and it takes a long time i feel like that, that'd be kind of cool to have more of those realistic like space and this, this might be off topic but no i feel like it'd all. be cool to have have more like realistic space games does yeah. that make sense no yeah absolutely like that uh, seems sweet yeah like mass effect if you like really boil it down it's just environments that you switch between like they yeah. do they do an exquisite job of making you feel like you're actually traveling around the universe but like the ship doesn't actually move through space ever you're just it's just an environment that's a static environment and 
the planets look really good like they're full planets but they're not um but yeah like starfield i know i gosh i'm so curious about what that's going to be like because they say that you can explore entire planets but how how <laughs> yeah that take forever to get across an entire fucking planet yeah. even no man's sky was too much i i i was disappointed yeah. with no man's sky but the technology was absolutely amazing the the entire galaxy of planets is is fantastic I, I, yeah it was that's that's part that's one of the main reasons i haven't ever picked up that game yet is because like yeah it's cool you can just go to any planet and explore it and go to the next one and shit but at the same time like that's that's too much yeah put, put me on a linear path please i don't, I don't want to <laughs> explore a whole entire ass planet yeah and and oh. fallout for me is fun that's that's the game where i just like it's it's like yeah i think i've said it before but it's like the definition of pick a point on the map and go and uh and just experiencing things and, and finding just houses with stuff in it or or finding oh, yeah. bodies and being like what happened here i i just love that stuff and that doesn't really happen as much in jrpgs it's kind of more static in the events that happen in a place and and yeah. like you're going from point to point so i I just I need more. I just I get in these moods where I'm like, I just want to I just want to go on an adventure. You know, I just want to yeah. go into a world and just go adventuring. Oh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is probably the most recent there you go. open world exploration, which it was it was good. I I enjoyed Elden Ring for what I played of it. I can't believe we forgot just, Elden Ring that came out earlier this year. I yeah, I still haven't played that one, but I, I <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, well, no, I don't want to move on unless, unless you're done. Do you have any other ones you want to talk about? No, I think I think that's it. Just, just, I wish there was more, but I understand that you, it's, I don't know if an indie studio could make one unless they spent 15 years on it. Yeah, I don't think, I can't name any, any huge games that have come out from indie teams because a lot of those huge ones are usually they're like bethesda or who bioware or like yeah um obsidian there's been games every once in a while that like are big for a month or two like kingdom come deliverance was a very big one and i tried it because it's like everyone's like oh it's like skyrim but more real because it's got like actual sword fighting mechanics and i tried it and i'm like this isn't what i it just feels too indie and I hate saying that because indie games can be good, but like, yeah. just trying to replicate that same feeling from a studio that has hundreds of more people, millions of more money is—I I feel bad, but like, I need that that polish, that love, attention to detail, that everything. Paying for voice actors like Liam Neeson to be your dad <laughs> in Fallout Three. No shit, it was Liam Neeson, really. In yeah. Fallout Three. Yeah, he was, he was the dad, and. Uh, People have asked him about it afterwards, and he's like, I have no memory of recording anything for a video game. <laughs> he was probably ripped as shit, having probably... When did Taken come out? I feel like that was around the time Taken came out. Yeah, yeah. He'd have no reason to remember it, but... I that Mr. Taken himself. Did you see who, um, who played Odin in the most recent God of War, the God of War Ragnarok? I haven't. Who? His name is Richard Schiff, which you might have to look him up to, to recognize his face. He was in The Lost World, Jurassic Park is what I remember him from. But um, he's not an Odin-looking person, <laughs> if that makes sense. But everyone says that he does a super fantastic job. And, uh, and I read on the internet that he was just like in his car and he got the offer for it. And he's like, he asked his son, he's like, do you know anything about God of War? And his son was like, Whatever it is, take it. Don't even you don't even need details. Just take it. And then like he accepted the role. And then his son like made a presentation to explain to him the history of God of War so that he could understand everything. Nice. What a That's cool so son and father. Yeah. About about the whole indie thing too. You're talking about like that you needed that like big AAA polish. Mm -hmm. I think it's. I wonder how much. You no, know, I wonder how much time, and or money goes into inserting those little bits of lore here and there in games like Skyrim and Fallout with like the little text files you find on terminals or like little notes that you pick up off of people with little story bits in like Elder Scrolls games. Like I wonder how much time goes into uh, I guess making those notes 
and shit and then placing them in the game in random spots because that just seems like a lot of fucking work yeah i'm curious if it's like one person's job to create all the books in skyrim like is there one person that has the timeline in their head and like is confident that they can put these stories in without breaking any plot or if it's like an entire team that is dedicated to to making <clears throat> sure everything actually makes sense where it is i don't know the, the answer team. but the lore team yeah, yeah. but yeah this it's not it's not those games are like they've got to be some of the most difficult to make i think how long do you think it took to make skyrim because i feel like that's not too terribly uh -huh. long because they they started immediately after fallout 3 i want to say fallout 3 oh. came out before skyrim right yeah fallout 3 i think came out in like 2008 we in high school yeah yeah and, yeah and skyrim was college um, skyrim was 2011 yeah it came out 11 11 11 yep <laughs> they yep. Uh, they've been pretty open about when they're developing games. Like, as soon as they were done with the last Fallout 4 DLC, they were like, okay, we're going to start on Starfield now. <laughs> and and they were like, and we're not going to start on the next, we're not even going to start on the next uh, Elder Scrolls until after we're done with Starfield. So they, oh they literally go, they go focus on one until it's complete and then focus on another until it's complete. We're never getting Elder Scrolls 6. No, and we're never getting Fallout 5. That comes after the next Elder Scrolls. Um, spe speaking of huge, <laughs> I think we should talk about. <laughs> I think we should talk about visual novels. Ooh, oh, yeah, these that's ones. A good one. I, f I feel like visual novels get overlooked a lot because people are like, if I wanted to read text, I'd read a book, harumph, and then, <laughs> but and then those people never read books. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even read the menus or anything like at any restaurants. They're just like, like chicken fingers, please. But there's, I mean, I guess visual novels have their own little set. Like I haven't really, I haven't played any of like the, the Japanese visual novels because <laughs> those ones are just all text. There's like no other cool stuff to them. But the main ones I wanted to talk about were for sure Phoenix Wright because oh yeah, it's Phoenix Wright is just super fucking cool. Like it's, I feel like it's it's half half visual novel and like half puzzly almost but yeah you, know, you spend a lot of the time talking you know you're just like oh this guy killed this guy wait no he couldn't have because the time was something and then you have little, little pieces of uh of, of evidence and stuff like that like documents and photos and shit like this and you have to make rebuttals against certain statements or finding consistencies and um inconsistencies what the fuck what's the uh inconsistencies in, in testimonies there we go cross-reference all that legal nonsense but phoenix right is just those games are super fucking fun and it's it's weird that people don't like visual novels because i mean you're you're reading every day why wouldn't you read for a bit oh i guess yeah you're not probably not jumping and hacking and slashing in, in phoenix right that's probably where people lose the interest in those i bet I think the the graphics make uh graphic or um visual novels more appealing, or if they have voice acting, I I love that. On the oh, you're all good. Uh, the next one I also had down was the Zero Escape series. There's there's three of those. So there's nine nine nine, uh, Virtue's Last Reward, and Zero Escape or Zero Time Dilemma, and those are all available now on modern consoles, and they're awesome because it's just like, sure, there's a lot of talking, but it in each one basically you're, you're trapped in some area and you have like a certain amount of time to escape like in a in the first game 999 you have nine hours to escape so you're going through these different like escape rooms trying to figure out puzzles and escape before time runs out otherwise everybody dies and it, it's kind of like like a saw escape room almost because sometimes you'll have to like sacrifice characters to do something or other and um people sometimes kill each other or people explode or shit and um yeah they're all available like said, on modern I, consoles and they're sweet i actually have a question about that one because i started 999 a couple of years ago and so how how much is it like does the story just go beginning to end and because there are there are like puzzles to solve there are things that you interact mm -hmm. with how much of it is like 
everything that happens is going to happen no matter what. You just have to do the interactions to get to that point. And how much is it of it is stuff that you can actually impact? Like, can you change the path or anything or change who dies when? That's one yeah, thing that wasn't clear to me when I was first starting to play. Because everyone's like, we got to get out of here. The water is rising. And I'm like, do I? Do I have to hurry right now? Like, do I need to be skipping this dialogue? No, there's none of that. Like, you can take your sweet time reading okay. everything and solving puzzles and stuff like that. But there's a, there's a lot of choice in that game and, like, how you advance the story. Because there's, I forget what exactly they call it, but there's basically this, this push a button and you can bring up this, like, tree that shows you the different uh, story paths that you can go through from, from making certain choices. And at any point, you can just click on one of those tabs and go back to a certain point in the game and redo what you did to get a different outcome and stuff like that. So I feel so um, bad now because I got stressed out and I was like, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> They're this, on... this visual novel is too stressful. It's on Game Pass, I'm pretty sure now. Yeah, yeah wanna... it is. Yep. Yeah, they're... Well, they're pretty sweet. Uh, I have... Which one do I have on DS? I have um, Virtue's Last Reward on DS. And I got really, really far in that one. I think I got like more than three-fourths of the way through the game. But then I got a new SD card for my 3DS. And I didn't back up my save file, so my whole save file got erased. Oh, no. And I refused to play through the game again because I don't want to go through all that dialogue again, goddammit. Ooh, that's that's a good point. I, it might be tough to replay visual novels. <laughs> yeah. No, they're um, if you're on like your first playthrough of them, and you're just going through and doing like the different like story branches and stuff like that, that that's still pretty fun. You don't have to go through the whole ass entire story. You can just, if that makes sense, you just go back to one certain point in time and then just go through their bullshit and then pick a different choice. I will say, um, Persona Five is kind of visual novelly in how much yeah. dialogue there is. My Xbox accidentally restarted, so I lost a lot of progress. And they had a fast forward button for the dialogue, so it just goes. You can't even read any oh, of yeah. them. Oh man, I really appreciated that. Those, yeah, I think, I forget if the Zero Escape series. I'm pretty sure they have a, a fast forward button in the Zero Escape series. I think. It wouldn't surprise me. That's. I feel like that's kind of something that's required in, in visual novels now. I keep wanting to say yeah. graphic novels, which has nothing graphic to do with novels. video games. Well, um, the. Uh, the last one I want to talk about was the Danganronpa series, and I think yeah. those are also on Game Pass. And yeah, they're kind of almost the same as Zero Escape, except like when somebody gets killed, it, it kind of has like it's basically Zero Escape plus Phoenix Wright fused together. You have to like have this little trial and figure out who killed this motherfucker, and if so, you you kill that motherfucker that killed that other motherfucker, and then and then you move on and you do another one, and those are pretty sweet too. I, I I have a couple to call out. Um, have you ever played I Love You, Colonel Sanders? Oh, I've heard of that one. I need to play that. It's legitimately funny. Like, like you know, it's 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 like uh, so on the nose that it actually goes over from being like stupid to funny, and it's so good. I died. I died while playing it. <laughs> I got a game over screen. <laughs> And it, <laughs> how how did you die? Do you remember? <laughs> Fell into a black hole. <laughs> In a Colonel Sanders <laughs> or, or game. Yeah. I made the wrong oh. choices. Oh, do you remember when they when they? I forget if it was a joke or not. Do you, but do you remember when they announced the KF console? Yeah. Did that ever come to fruition? I don't know. I'm gonna Google it right now because they have a too, little chicken too. warmer in it. Yeah, it could heat up your chicken. <laughs> There's Release one thing date, I wanna... TBA. Man, oh, I bet it's never gonna come out. This is gonna be like, uh, like, what's another console that never came out? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> it was announced almost oh a God. full years ago, December twenty second. No, almost two years ago. No, December twenty twenty. Has it been Holy that shit. long? It's... What happened to time? They they boasted four K resolution. At 240 hertz output, holy shit, that's quite the console. Quite the chicken warmer. Yeah, quite the chicken warmer, man. Oh, that's disappointing that it hasn't come out yet, because now I feel like it's never going to come out. Um, but yeah, I Love You, Colonel Sanders is a genuinely funny game where you try to romance Colonel Sanders. And then uh, 
a game that I've never played, but I've watched YouTubers play is Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh yes. Did you yes. ever play it? I've I haven't played it myself, but I've seen a lot about it, and I've been avoiding spoilers because I do want to play it, but I always forget about it. But that I'm, that one's super interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it because there it is very spoilerable, but it's uh it's free too, or at least the initial one was free. I'm I'm not sure oh, about yeah. the Switch version, but yeah, on that was one that just came out of nowhere. It was like a free game, and and it does really 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 cool things with the visual novel genre. Is it free on Steam? Yes. Dude, I'm downloading it right now. Come on, Steam, open up, you bitch. That was that was that was it for ver- for now for visual novels for me. Okay, um, so should we should we do an ad break? Oh, oh my gosh, yes, I've been saving this this gem for for quite some time. Have you ever been out around the town and you wanted you wanted to smell a specific smell but don't have the means to recreate it, Tommy? Let me introduce to you Smell You Later. Smell You Later is a small device that connects to your smartphone and using our Smell You Later companion smartphone app allows you to produce any smell you can imagine on demand. All smells have been painstakingly recreated by our state-of-the-art smell laboratory. That's that's smell laboratory. That's all one word, (laughs) by the way. Each smell has been reduced to its basics and made into a spray by our overworked, underpaid, and just plain irritated scientists that's right our scientists have worked nearly 23 and a half hours a day to recreate billions of breathtaking smells smells such as burning new york apartment building frisky's brand surfing and turf and flavor wet cat food every single flavor of mountain dew ever made even the discontinued ones lumber mill on a rainy day fresh cut roses and the post-game locker room of the 1999 charlotte hornets if there's a smell that we don't have, just submit it to us on our app, and we'll make our scientists get it done. I cannot stress enough how absolutely our irate our scientists are. We've even restricted their, their internet usage so they can't complain online or contact loved ones. Actually, you just forget I, I mentioned that last part about the scientists. Have I mentioned the smell you later comes with a 30-day free trial? After that, it's just a one-time purchase of $30. You heard me right. All of the smells on planet earth at your fingertips for just thirty dollars why wouldn't you buy it give me one good reason i dare you smell you later use the sense that that's 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 a play on word sense s-c-e-n-t-s that matter or matters i don't know that was supposed to be a play on words using plural sense like sense uh just buy it before our scientists revolt smell you later yeah Do you, that's such a good name smell you later um <laughs> do do you remember scratch and sniff stickers? Uh, very fondly. Those were so awesome. How How is that something that's only the 90s? Like, how do those I not exist like... anymore? That's a good question, because I'd, I'd, I'd buy the fuck out of those right now. As a 31-year-old man, I'd buy so many scratch and sniff stickers. Well, they used to just exist. You'd, you'd open a page in your book, and you'd be like, do you want to smell what the, the grass smelled like? Scratch this sticker. And it smelled like grass. <laughs> Like, why is that a thing that just doesn't exist anymore? Does it cost too much money? <laughs> I, I've i always wondered how they did that. Like, how do you get a scent into a sticker? Like, what, what kind of what kind of deal with the devil do you have to make to get the scent of barbecue sauce into this, like, barbecue sauce bottle-shaped sticker or whatever? Um, and, then, and then uh, you mentioned <laughs> the, the 1999... Who was it? Or the Hornets. Hmm. I I'm pretty sure. Are they because the Hornets is like the most confusing team ever. Because were they the were they yeah they were the Charlotte Hornets, and then they moved to New Orleans to become oh. the New Orleans Hornets, and then they another team became the Charlotte Bobcats. But then the Charlotte, Ugh. like it, it just gets messy because now there's a there's a Charlotte Hornets again, but there wasn't for a while. But now there's a New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So it's Did just the, really messy. With for the sake of the ad, was there at least a Charlotte Hornets in '99? Yes, I'm pretty sure there was. Oh my gosh, yes, thank you. <laughs> I know because I heard that I was like, is that what they were back then? 
it gets so confusing. <laughs> uh, speaking of confusing, I'm confused about why there aren't more Western games. Oh, that's a good one. Because, yeah, it does seem like the only Western games we ever get are fucking Red Dead. Which they're fantastic. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, they... no, go on. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, this is my no. topic, so you have to interject with your tiny talk that doesn't matter. <laughs> I think, oh, they, they, there's like there, there's the the one off indie games every now and again that like like what is it Weird West, and then there's like another couple other bitch. ones. Was yeah. that one of the ones you had written down? Yeah, I was gonna. That was okay. gonna. Let me just let me just I'll, say I'll my thing. <laughs> okay. You bastard. I, I can pick a different one. No, no, oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, yes, we've we've had Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2, which is like the epitome of the Western. And they're fantastic games. I just love the Western setting. Like yeah. it's it's just such a unique world, a unique like areas to explore that you don't see in any other games. And it's just wild to me. Like we we had a period in the early to late 2000s where there was 7,000 World War II shooters. They were like, we yeah. want more World War II shooters, and, and everyone made them. But Westerns just never picked up. Like, there have been West, like there was Gun in 2005, which was also mm -hmm. a fantastic open-world Western. But it seems like now the only Westerns you get are indie Westerns, such as weird west yes <laughs> um and i keep my eye on those every once in a while just because i like i said i just love exploring the western world like i westerado double barreled was one i played oh, yeah. which was a a fun twist it was a pixely one but it was like very short it was like an hour or so to get through the story but you could make different decisions each time Jeez. that affected the story so that was cool and then um i played a little bit of it's not Weird West. Is it Weird West? Is that the one that I talked about with you? Yeah, yeah, it was. I played a yeah. bit of Weird West, which is like a top-down isometric Western, but yep. had, a, had a lot of uh, supernatural elements, a lot of supernatural elements. And uh, yeah, it's just I want there to be more Westerns because it's so fun to explore. Like, man, just riding around in Red Dead Redemption 2 and just going from town to town, not fast traveling because – cowboys couldn't fast travel it was just so fun i feel like it'd be super cool like do you, have you ever heard of or played the game wild arms on I've the heard ps1 of it. it'd be cool if they made more uh more western like rpgs or, yeah. or even like turn-based rpgs or however you want to do it but like it'd be cool to make more of those because because like, at the time when that game came out rp jrpgs or whatever they're mostly like <laughs> They're either medieval setting or, um, I get what you'd call, I guess, like futuristic mm -hmm. in the case yeah. of like Final Fantasy VII and, and eight kind of. Um, but it was, it'd be super duper sweet if they could do more Wild West RPGs because that'd be that'd be cool as fuck, you know, like turn-based RPGs. Every different characters where like maybe maybe one has like two revolvers, he's your stick 'em up guy. Have another character who's just. I fucking can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Maybe a guy that just throws bombs and shit. Crazy, the crazy guy, crazy Cobra Joe. There we go. We'll crazy make the game. Cobra Joe. There we go. <laughs> and maybe just one. have have the main characters. Well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to gender label anybody, but have have a lady that heals. Doesn't have to be a lady. Could be a guy too. Um, but it'd be someone needs to make that. It'd be sweet. Yeah. Wild West RPG, everybody. Yes, that's that's another thing I wanted to mention. Is it for whatever reason it feels like westerns don't have the the creativity of like jumping into different genres, except for like some of the mm -hmm. indie ones I mentioned. Like, there's no reason there can't be an MMO western. I don't know how appealing that would be, but it's it's super appealing to someone like me. <laughs> That'd be like, cool. Yeah, it would be so cool. And and there's Red Dead Online, but it is not the same. There's only like twelve people in the game at a time so you barely run into people and uh i i just want like a big explorable world that i can i can just go and be a cowboy in or or yeah like you said even like a i know there are someone made a XCOM style one that i never got around to playing oh 
I think I know what you're talking about. I, f- I forget the name, though. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because they all, like, there's Weird West, Wild West, Evil West. Yes. <laughs> that, it's, it's, it's something West. It is, it is something West. <laughs> Westland Survival, Wild West Online, Wild Arms. <laughs> it's just different. All, all West. They, they should make a Wild West game where it's, it's kind of like, kind of like, no, not like SimCity, but like basically like you play as like the mayor or sheriff of like an old Wild West town and you manage the town and like it's, you take care of the civilians and shit like that. And yeah. Like, like a town, uh, t- yeah. city like builder, town life, man, sim, life sim, there like we that. go. Yeah. That'd, that'd be yeah. super cool. And like, yeah, you're just, you can be like the sheriff uh, or the mayor. Uh, or, I want this I to know. exist. It should. Why don't we make games? <laughs> I'm just not talented enough. <laughs> I couldn't even make a ball roll. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so awesome. Yeah, that's that's all I have to, that's all I have to say about westerns. Just give me more. They, man, I hate to keep going back to it, but people complaining about the dumbest things in Red Dead Redemption too. Like, I wanted to go and ex- like the tutorial does take a long time to get through. But people are like, I wanted to go and explore and do the open thing it's like yeah you can you just have to finish the tutorial first it's not a game breaker i gave up because i couldn't go explore that's stupid <laughs> how long is the tutorial it's pretty long it's it's multiple hours oh yeah my god well and, and you're stuck in like a snowy mountain area which is not western at all speaking of not western at all <laughs> i feel like one of our favorite genres puzzle games tend to get yep. pretty overlooked yep um but uh which is odd because i feel like puzzle games out of any out of almost every game genre i feel like those age super duper well oh absolutely compared to like compared to like like older 3d platformers like uh, like tomb raider or croc like those just aged like asshole oh, man um, really bad but like older puzzle games like you've said it a million times tetris it's the perfect game yeah um even games like like columns or magical drop or even uh what what the hell is it called uh puzzle bobble or bust a move or whatever the fuck it's called like that is still extremely playable it's still fun like pit cross pit cross yeah that too it's like they're all they age so well there's maybe maybe i can't think of any ones that didn't age so well off the top of my head i didn't do a whole lot of research for this one just because i love puzzle games and i wanted to bitch about them but in in this day and age, uh, puzzle games are just getting better and better, and it's, it sucks they're getting overlooked by like God of War and um, <laughs> Elden Ring and other new games that I, I I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to. Yeah, um, I it's it's weird because like has what would even be considered like a bad puzzle game? Like, I feel like just... whenever a puzzle game comes out, it, they do enough to differentiate themselves or make them unique that you can see the appeal in them. Yeah, I'm I'm racking my brain really hard to try to think of a bad puzzle game, but it's I really can't because I mean even if you put almost no effort into dumping out some like shovelware garbage, like it, there's still a little bit of enjoyment in there. That's like you you match the boxes and make one line, you win. Like, that still be pretty fun. Okay. I've thought of one. I thought of a puzzle game that I genuinely did not like. What's that? Luminez. Oh, I, yeah, I know that one. People really love Luminez, and I got it for the Switch. It was one of the Switch games that I bought, one of the first ones. And I don't get it. I I don't get it. I've tried playing it for multiple hours trying to, like, get it. And I just, I just don't. <laughs> do, you, do you know There's... the mechanics about it at all? I thought I did, but I looking at it, I don't think so. I'm probably I think I'm thinking of a different game. I, I know of Luminous, but I don't think I've ever played the game. I wonder if you're thinking of Medios, which is like maybe Medios that came out around the same time. But um, uh, Luminous is so you've got your your grid, and then you get a set of four squares that are one or another color. It's only two colors, and you set them down onto the field. And as you're playing, setting them onto the field, there's a line that goes across from right to left. And when the line hits a set of blocks that are four connected colors or more, they disappear and then the rest fall down. And so you're trying to set everything in place as the line's going across. So you get it like in time to to get them to fall and do combos. 
but the line moves so slow it's not like quick like boom boom it like takes multiple seconds to go across the screen so i'm just like placing blocks and i'm like okay go make the stuff disappear and i, I just never it never clicked for me that's um that one's on i think it was on xbox 360 wasn't it they had one of those on there i think probably didn't they? probably i know it was most famous for psp oh okay yeah um one of my favorite older puzzle games is uh it's on switch now too on the arcade archives bullshit but magical drop three that one was from like 95 or something like that but that one's just it's still even though like sometimes it kind of shows its age a little bit with how like dumb the characters look like like they're the way they were drawn and whatnot but it's stupid it's stupid fun it's i don't know how else to explain it you just basically what is it you Each. get do you get into that flow state where you're just like not even thinking you're just you're just doing and everything is it's like it's like your thumbs aren't even in your own control anymore basically yeah because how it works is like so so you're bored in like a, like an inverse tetris kind of thing your board starts with a bunch of different colored orbs at the top and then um you basically you, you'll have a couple of orbs in your you'll have an orb in your hand of like a certain color you want to match it with other orbs of a certain color and clear them off the board and then basically keep going like that but then there's also um there's also other little like hindrances or power-ups that you'll find throughout the game as well too and it's sounds simple as fuck but it's super duper fun uh just like pretty much any other puzzle game it's so fucking tough to put down i think what makes a puzzle game good is like when you get good at it and master it it's still fun like uh <laughs> like this is i'm not sure if this is gonna be a good comparison but like in games like destiny when you get the guns that you've been wanting to get and you're like at the max level it's like well what do i do now i've already i've done yeah. everything like what do i do but like picross i know so many tips and tricks i know how to count boxes and just make the math work in my head and like like you give me a puzzle and i'll just start going at it and i'm like this is great i'm just feeling all i'm doing is marking boxes to make a picture i'm like yeah yeah this is that good stuff Ooh. <laughs> scratching your neck and shit yeah <laughs> i'm a one of my favorite puzzle games are the ones where you match blocks or like stack blocks or like match three and shit like that those really those get my blood flowing those get me in the mood i'm like tapping my my wrist i'm getting myself ready to like, put it in my veins buddy oh what is it called uh the street fighter super puzzle fighter 2 turbo mm. oh man it's i mean it's it's i don't know why they even have the little little fighting game oh i don't know but that one's super duper fun because you basically again like tetris crystals will fall and you can you can match them with other other crystals of the same color to combine them and make bigger crystals and then big crystal yeah, and then you'll and then you'll find uh, every now and again you'll drop these like exploder crystals that'll explode the ones that you have, and in kind of like Tetris or Puyo Puyo you'll drop like little garbage tiles on your opponent and basically try to fill up their board. But God, those games! Oh my gosh, I want all of them. They're so good. We need a we need a triple A puzzle game. We need Bethesda yeah. to to make a after they're done with Starfield make a puzzle game. <laughs> Yeah, man, and it just it sucks that puzzle games get so overlooked by all these big ass games for not being like open world adventures or not being not being Apex Legends. Could you imagine but, if a puzzle game won a game of the year? That'd be insane. What I don't would that think... even take? How would how would you even do that? Didn't it didn't what remains of Edith Edith, Edith Finch get like yeah. close ish to that at some point? Yeah, but that's not that doesn't have puzzles. I guess... I guess that'd be like a walking simulator, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd say yeah. It's, it leans way more into walking simulator. Portal is a good example of puzzle game that I guess that's probably the closest you could get to a AAA puzzle game. That's is, true. Is Portal and Portal Two, those puzzles, man, man, they made my brain hurt in the best way. <laughs> we got to mention yeah. Grindstone at least once. Oh yep, every episode Grindstone. That way. I was trying so hard not to, but yes, Grindstone. Man, if you guys are listening to this, pick up Grindstone. Play more puzzle games, goddammit. Challenge yeah, your brain. Play more puzzle games. Mm -hmm. That's what we like. Did you have a another genre? I have another one that was like a iffy, but still I could talk about. No, that, those 
really the only ones I could uh, I could get out. Well, then I'm not going to mention mine because it's weak. <laughs> what was it? Just tell me. It. Oh, Chico's on the microphone. Uh, what? Sorry, Chico was on the microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was just going to talk about music games, which I'm not sure if they count oh. because they they aren't really made anymore. And I think they're kind of underappreciated because we it's just one of those you don't know what you got till they're gone sort of things. Well, I don't, I don't, um, wait, wouldn't Trombone Hero count yep, as long as trombone a lot of people? Champ. Or Trombone Champ, not Hero. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, people people who have played it really, really love it. I think... Yeah, Trombone Champ I, is a is a good example of a music game and what what joy they can bring to the world. Oh my gosh, when in the fuck are they gonna make a new Rhythm Heaven? When? Man, I, I What are we gonna do? Why is Rhythm Heaven fun? Tell just tell me why it's fun. If hey, do you love rhythm games? But you also yes. love BarioWare. Yes, I love both of those things so much. Let me let me show let me. Let me get in my pocket real quick. I'm tapping my, my my microphone. Rhythm Heaven, everybody. Oh my gosh. I don't know why they haven't made more of that. It'd be so perfect for the Switch. Why don't you do it? Counter argument. I didn't like the one on 3DS. Played oh, really? The whole, I played through the whole thing and I kept waiting to have fun. And I just never had fun. I think... Cause did they, they had... It's like ten to fifteen seconds of a of a game. Like that's the WarioWare thing. It's like it's just real quick things. Yeah. But I'm like, that's not enough time for me to to have fun. Like I, if it would have been like thirty seconds to a minute of like going to beat with these songs, I would have had way more fun. But just being, I, I was just getting into it, and then it's like, okay, it's over. Or it'd be like a simple thing. Like I remember it was a basketball bouncing down the stairs, and you'd have to hit it in time, and it would be like bump, bump, bump. Bum, 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 and then it would like start switching it up eventually, and then it'd be like bum, 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 and and I would just be like yeah, yeah, and then it'd be over. I'd be like no, that's Man. what I want. It's just too too simple, too short. But I'm glad that you like it. I really am. I'm glad other people <laughs> like it. Again, it'd be perfect for Switch. I don't see mm -hmm. why they don't make it. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even need to put motion controls or anything in it. Just just have somebody push A to the rhythm I, I don't know it, it's so it's so perfect there's a lot of games that I feel like would be perfect for the Switch but they don't listen to me <laughs> I <laughs> scream at them on Twitter and they don't listen <laughs> sometimes at 11 at night I'll open up my window and I'll scream make a new rhythm heaven Nintendo and obviously I, my screams won't echo all the way to, to Tokyo or whatever I emailed Phil Spencer once <laughs> I did it, it wasn't like a give me anything. I just, uh, when I had a, my website, I just emailed him. I was like, hey, could I, do you want to talk about video games? He didn't, he didn't respond, and I understand. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, on my, on my personal Twitter account, maybe like seven years ago or something like that, I, I, Phil Spencer had like some tweet that I responded to, um, and I was like, hey, when are we going to get a, another sweet ass sequel to blue dragon or something like that. And he actually responded to it. And I forget what he said. You got to find that. What do you mean? You forgot I, what he said. I forgot what he said. I, I'll, I'll see if I can find that. It's gotta be somewhere in Twitter, right? Phil Spencer talked to you and you forgot about it. I guess it was, Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. I've had a couple of YouTubers respond to me or like something that I commented on theirs and Man, that just gets my adrenaline flowing. I know it's stupid because they're just they're just people. <laughs> they're just normal people, but I'm just like <gasps> But they're heroes to us. Yeah. There was a former twins player who tweeted something about a broken bat and it it reminded me of a memory from when I was in high school and so I just commented back. I was like, When I was in high school we had a bat and it broke and it, we buried it in center field and he liked it and I was like <gasps> I don't think I know any Twins players. Who who was it, just for our audience's oh, sake? It was Trevor Plouffe. Okay, yeah, I, know, I definitely don't know. That, that's cool, though, that he, he liked it. Did he, he didn't say anything to it, though? No, no, he just gave it a like. Oh, that that's still me, cool. Yeah, that made me feel good. So, what are uh, what should we talk about the next time that we record? Let's talk about another another system again. Should we talk about the GameCube? Yeah, that'd be a good one. That was my okay. my first console that was mine. So I would love to talk about the GameCube. 
Mine too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're doing next next episode will be about the GameCube. Episode twenty one, GameCube. And, yeah. and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Maybe I don't know. Just find search for Superpod Saga and, and yell at us. We'll we'll comment back. Aaron does a fantastic job of actually commenting back to people. I'm too scared to comment back to people, but he does it. So if oh, you look yeah. if you look up to us, we'll comment back. That's true. Why are you scared of them? They're just people like us. You, I mean, they're not going to say anything bad to you. No, I'm not afraid of them saying anything bad. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try saying things more. You should. It's so fun. So, so yeah. Look, look forward to that. We're going to talk about the GameCube and uh, talk to us on social media. Uh, okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>